Hot Springs Village Inside Out is a closer look at the greatness of Hot Springs Village, Arkansas and the surrounding areas. People, places, experiences. Hot Springs Village is one of the most beautiful places on earth. Join me, Randy Cantrell, and my co-host, Dennis Simpson, as we engage in weekly conversations to explore Hot Springs Village Inside Out. Today's show is brought to you by Central Arkansas's favorite radio station, KVRE. Find them on the dial at 92.9 FM. Stream them live at kvre.com. Remax of Hot Springs Village, the award-winning Remax of Hot Springs Village is the largest real estate office inside the village with over 30 full-time agents and support staff. Visit them to learn more about this beautiful place to solve your real estate needs. Call them today at 1-800-364-9007 or find them online at explorehsv.com. They are Remax of Hot Springs Village at 1-800-364-9007 or online at explorehsv.com. So we had a guest at our uh, Airbnb the other night, and we've got a little container down right underneath the house here. And on the side of it, it says fish food. And, uh, I, you know, we, we leave it out so the guest can give the feed, the fish and the lady didn't see the label. And she wrote a review that said it was so wonderful. She loved it. It was great. She actually got some of the geese to eat that geese food right out of her hand. <laughs> oh, oh, no, 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 no. Don't feed the geese. Don't feed the geese. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah we got a geese, geese problem. You think a Canadian geese problem? Ah, uh, there's no doubt we do. Uh, you think so? I mean, are they, and are they a protected species? I meant to ask that. I don't even know. They they are. I mean, you can't do anything. Uh, you can't do anything with the geese unless you have permission from the U.S. Department of Wildlife. Uh, we, you know, we we try addling the eggs, and that, that's putting oil on the eggs to keep them from hatching to try to control our population. Uh, and uh, we have to get a permit from the U.S. Department of, uh, of Wildlife to do that. Really? Yeah. And, and that's, that's one way of controlling the, the birth rate. I mean, you don't get all the nests, but you can control some of them. But, yeah, we, we you know, our golf courses, our lakes, you know, the, the geese poop, uh, it's everywhere. Why are so, we a, geese ba- a goose magnet? Is it, is it, I mean, six miles that way is 41,000 acres of lake. Well, mm-hmm. Why don't they hang out at Lake Washington and leave us alone? Is it the golf courses? What is it? It's the feed. It's the people feeding. Are you serious? I'm serious. People feeding. You have guests come in, you know, and they take loaves of bread and they'll throw bread out to them. And, you know, and they're just, hey, they, they, they got it made. Yeah. And they, they keep populating. And, uh, you know, and so, uh, you know, you have to do something about it. You have to, you have, to have some kind of a control because – you know, the, the poop, the geese, is, you know, they poop so much and they, you know, and it contains, it can start a coli, start different diseases and, and uh, toxins into the water, into the ground. It can ruin greens on the golf courses. I know the golf course superintendents, they just absolutely have their hands full. Well, let's, let's cut back to this just for a chase. And, and, and the bottom line is there are things, I see a lot of news, a lot of news, And we make shows on a lot of news and there are things I don't comment on. Mm -hmm. And one of the things is, is the E. coli levels in the lakes. Now the the DeSoto, we had our, our beach shut down for Memorial day weekend. If I'm not mistaken, we were barely over the limit. Just, just barely over the limit, but yeah, we were over the limit. And, and, and 
you would never think it because these lakes are so pristinely see to the bottom at five feet visibility clean. You, you, and you couldn't see E. coli if you could, but one of the examples that I told uh, that I'd mentioned earlier was uh, <clears throat> one of the townhouses I was at, there was just 200 feet, five foot wide of geese poop where you couldn't step and not step in the geese poop. And one way or the other that ends up in the lake. Uh-huh. So it's, it's not that there there's E. coli running down from leaking sewer systems. I don't believe, I think we just have so many geese that love the area and you look, they're beautiful. Uh, the little goslings are, uh, could not be more adorable. They're beautiful. Oh yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and I didn't, I didn't really know. I assumed they were a protected species. Are they protected because we don't have them in wild numbers, other places? Cause man, we got all you can shake a stick at, right? Yeah, mainly. You know, they're protected because of that, because of outside the woods, you know. Really? Uh, yeah, and, and they're just, a, they're, they're protected here, and they're protected federally. So, you know, before you do anything, you know, you have to get permission from, like I said, from the, from the feds, from U.S. Department of Wildlife. Well, when and we've been idling the eggs for several years until we have the last couple of years, and because of the pandemic, we weren't able to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we still done it the last couple of years. We didn't do as many. Uh, and, you know, and, and you, you know, you run into people, they've got nests on properties. People don't want you on your property, on their property doing it. So you can't mm-hmm. addle on that. And then you have nests that you can't find at the end of hatching. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and, and the populations just increase so much. Uh, you know, that we, we have, we have got, we're very overpopulated. I had one lady tell me we had a little dine around here on Lake DeSoto. And she told me that she had counted 27 babies this year. Oh yeah. Yeah. We, we, uh, there was a bunch cropped out a whole bunch. And uh, yeah. And so let's be frank. You you can't have E. coli levels through the roof that cuts down the recreational use of the lake, cuts down the quality of the water, cuts down everything. So what do we do? I mean, is there a way we can take some of these out or what do you do? Well, actually, last year, uh, the U.S. Department of Wildlife, um, you know, we got a hold of them. They came in, they'd done a survey of the geese that we had. And uh, they determined that, yes, you are way over the limit of geese that you, you, you know, that you should have. By, by, over, by what overpopulated. Percent? How much overpopulated uh, were we? We were overpopulated by 60% of the geese. 60%. 60%, yeah. So, uh, which they means to disease for them too. And, and exactly. And exactly. overgrazing. Yeah. And yeah, so they, they actually came in last year and I helped them and we removed uh, over 200. It was actually about 268, 269. Uh, we removed geese, 268 or 269 geese out of the village. And these are now, big birds. These are not just. They're, hey, hey, they're huge. And by, I mean, I mean, by removing, we were. Very, we just herded them into a into a big pen. You know, while they're molting, they can't fly, so you have to, oh. you know, do it then. Yeah, right. Uh, once a year during the summertime, they molt. They lose their fly feathers, mm-hmm. and they can't fly. So you know, we we herded them and very, uh, uh, you know, we were very gentle with them. We put them in little cages, and and uh, so they took them to uh, Valonia. And uh, actually had those geese processed and gave the meat to uh, different needy houses, such as Jackson House and 
and really? needy families and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I, I, I love the use here and I, and I hate it. I mean, I really hate it. We, we've talked about uh, this before know, on other shows, but oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. People, people love them. They feed them around their house. You know, they're not supposed to, but they do. Uh, and, and Hey, I don't get me wrong. I like the geese too. It's not that I, that I hate the geese, but sometimes it's just like with any kind of wild animal or any kind of wildlife that you have, when you begin to get overpopulated with that, especially if they, if they have the disease that their poop can cause like mm-hmm. the geese, uh, you know, you, you have to try to take some action and, you know, it's, and it's not the POA that, that determines, Hey, you know, we're overpopulated. I can call an agency and tell them, say, Hey, I believe we're overpopulated with this species and they'll come in and they'll do a survey. I'll usually go out with them just like the deer survey. We've done a geese survey and, you know, they determine these are professionals. This is all they do. And they determine, you know, Hey man, you, you need to do something or you're fixing to have big problems. And, and they and, have a national view. We, we have a, right. you know, hyper local. Yeah. We're just, yeah. They can sit nationally and, you know, we're just looking at, at hot Springs village, but they come in and, you know, Hey Todd, you know, y'all, y'all really need to do something. Well, and, and so we did. What would the problem lead to? I mean, a disease that just seems obvious, but I mean, I had the, uh, the mayor of Maumelle told me one time on another show that um, they were German shepherds with wings because yeah. they, poop, they poop so much. I mean, exactly. It's unbelievable. If you've do. seen where they've been, there's just, t- what is their food and what diseases do they run into? What's the, the, and there's no predation, I guess. There's not much. I mean, not, you know, you got Fox and cows, but it's, you know, as close as these geese stay to water, to houses, it's not really any predation. You know, one of the biggest problems is, you know, they can destroy a golf course. They can destroy the greens by just their poop alone. It'll kill the grass. Too much nitrogen know, or, or Too phosphorus? much nitrogen. And and it, it just destroys golf courses. It can it can shut your lakes down from the coli, mm-hmm. uh, as, as you've seen. Yeah. Uh, it can, it, it's just, uh, you know, your parking lots on your lakes, your, your docks, your, your, uh, piers is just covered with goose, but I mean, yeah. you know, and, and, and we have to go blow it off and, and, uh, clean it, it up. It has to go somewhere. It has to go somewhere and it goes mainly in the lakes. Yeah. Well, just, just a curious, what do they eat? Do they eat minnows? Do they eat bugs? Do they eat snakes? What, what do they eat? No, they, they, they eat bugs and, and, uh, and different, you know, and they'll eat some minnows and, uh, then they eat, uh, you know, different vegetation on the ground that grows mm-hmm. along the, the, the lake shore. But most of the time they eat the corn and the bird seed to people, people, people feed them, uh, and the, and the bread that people feed them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it, you know, you, you have all these geese and you got guests that come and, and I don't blame them. I'd probably do the same thing if I was going somewhere that I had never been and, you see these geese and you want to throw them some bread and get them to come up and eat mm-hmm. and all that. But you know, they, they don't want to leave. I mean, when the migration comes, these geese, they don't want to migrate. They got it made. They want to stay right here. So what's the pattern? I mean, and these are Canadian geese, or is that correct? That's right. Yes, and what would Canadian they normally geese. do if we didn't encourage well, them to stay here too long? They would normally fly, fly south during the winter and you wouldn't hardly see Go into Mexico and, or something or what? Yeah, yeah, into Mexico and they would hatch down there. They'd lay their, you know, their nest and hatch down there. And but these don't do that because these, we've we've broken their natural cycle by feeding them here. Right. Yeah, and they get it made. 
they don't have to go anywhere. No predation. No predation and all the food they can eat. And uh, I mean, you can't blame them. I'm looking for a deal like I that. I do the yeah, I do the same thing. I do the same thing. So, uh, but that's that's the problem that we've run into <clears> with them. And uh, man, they've just got gotten out of hand. What's the what's the long term solution? What do we do? We 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 encourage villagers. Hopefully, well, this kind gonna, of show yeah, not to feed them. But yeah, we don't want to feed them, and and also we want to, uh, you know, we we we're going to continue to to try to add legs and to. Uh, cut the numbers down that way. And also, you know, we may have to bring back in the U S department of wildlife later on. Well, I'm going to stab at it. I mean, I I like the government and all, but I'm assuming they don't do this for free. No, they don't. They don't. It it costs us a little money. It's not a whole lot, but it costs us a little money to get them to come in here and, uh, and do this for us. But well, and you know, at the end of the day, it's well worth it. Yeah. Well, and, and we're back to that deal. If nature can't make the balance for us, then we end up trying to step in and, and balance it back up so that the disease, yeah. the, 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 all the other things don't take back over. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. And I, uh, I see them on the golf courses all the time and I guess that's, they're eating bugs. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, the clippings, you know, the oh, they course. want the yeah, grass they'll clippings. The, they'll eat the grass clippings. And, uh, then while they're eating their poop, <laughs> you know, you so, think, you yeah. Think. So they, they, uh, yeah, you'll see 10 or 12 gather on the green, you know, and it's just, boy, it just destroys that green. You get up there and they just poop all over. Well, and I, I think the moral of the story here, and I, I want to end on a good note and, and it, it is a good note. And that is our staff, Todd and, and all of our staff here are working hard to keep this balance. And when they say, when they say don't feed the geese, they're not saying that because they're a bunch of killjoys and they just don't want you having any fun. It's because mm-hmm. of what it leads to down the road. Todd, yeah. if you don't mind, can I share your email address if people want to reach out to you about things? Yeah, that, hey, that's fine. That's fine. And that's T Knowles, N O L E S, at HSVPOA.org. T Knowles, N O L E S. Todd, just a moment here because it, it's a shorter episode, but I want to fill some uh-huh. people in maybe that hadn't caught this before. Give me your background. You, you didn't just you didn't just come off the street and be qualified to do the job you're doing. Tell me what you do no. because we've covered that in other jobs. And tell me your education background for this. Well, currently I am the lakes, dams, common property, spillways, and uh, forestry and wildlife superintendent. Uh, I started actually. I've been here for 27 years. But I actually started working for the POA when I was 16, 1989, up at the games uh, centers. So passing out putters, passing out putters. Yeah, yeah, right there by uh, where the basketball court and yeah. pickleball and stuff used to be. That used to you actually used to have to pay to get in there. What? Yeah, you used to have to pay to get in there. You had mini golf, you had basketball, you had the pool, and I I took the money. You know, they had a little thing there. I took the money. Daphne Hogg, she was my, she, she's who I worked for. And uh, then I started to work full-time for the POA in, uh, in 1995 in the construction division, putting in the underground utilities. I worked there uh, until about 99 or 2000 when the utilities department, when everything just about got built. Yeah. And uh, then I went to work for the street department. And uh, I got moved over to the street department. I worked there until we had a, a tornado come in 2011. Then we had a bunch of trees down. 
So they needed someone to be able to survey the common property, get the clean, trees cleaned up off the common property. So then I went, I got my uh, degree, associate's degree in forestry and surveying, really? where I could survey the common property, you know, and, and also uh, so be a forester, so I'm a registered forester. So uh, then I took over later on the forestry and common property, of course, because I've got a degree in forestry. And uh, then uh, as of April of this year, March or April of this year, uh, Brad and Meredith left, and I was over the common property and forestry, dams, spillways, and wildlife. And, and he was uh, over the lakes. And he was over the lakes. And then uh, he left, and so they put the lakes under my umbrella also. So now I'm the lake superintendent. Which just only really makes sense. And, I, you know, I understand from the outside that, that some people may be looking at the way Kelly's reorganizing things, Kelly Hale the new general manager, mm -hmm. they may say, well, why is he reorganizing this? But in some places, there's just a natural fit. You were over, you were in charge of common properties and spillways, but not in charge of the lakes. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh -huh. And uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, Dennis, you know, and I'm not just saying this. I'll just be honest with you. I've been here a long time, probably 27 years. And I tell you, uh, Kelly and, Ken, the new public service director, I tell you, has just done a, and they've done such a great job. And I, I, I thank the world of Kelly. Kelly's a good guy. He's very straightforward. And uh, he, he's going to do what's best for Hot Springs Village. Something tells and me you I know where you stand. Yes, yeah, so you, you know exactly where you stand with him. And and, uh, and uh, I tell you, I, like I said, I thank the world of him. I think he's, I think he's, you know, he does what's best for Hot Springs Village. You don't have to worry about where you stand with Kelly. He'll, He'll let you know. <laughs> He'll and, let and you I, know real quick. And I think really, I think people that if you look back on it and, and you you analyze it, there's a really couple of things that you really want from a boss. And that is you want fairness. Yeah. And you want to be able to know you can trust him. That's the number one thing. And, and you can trust Kelly. Yeah. If he, if he tells you something, that's where it's going to be. <laughs> like it or not. <laughs> like it or not. And, and if he's not happy with something. He'll, he'll, uh, he'll let you know, man. You, you've but, never had to ask him how his, what his feelings are and how what his no, inner, no. you've never had to get him on the, the psychologist couch. How does this make you feel about your mother? No, <laughs> no. He, he's no, able to tell you right away. Yeah. And the thing about it is too, we, we've been actually now get the things that we actually need to do the job. I mean, we've, we've bought different things before that, uh, you know, I, I give you an example. Uh, you know, I've got a side mount that we cut the limbs on the side of the road with. Okay. Well, now, now, now cut that down for the laity right now. I know what you're talking about, but. It's a tractor with a boom that sticks out. Ba basically, it's like a brush hog that goes sideways. Right. On the side right. Of the, and, and it can, for those of you who Reach. don't know what it's like in places that have a lot of water, in Arkansas, anywhere the sunlight hits the mm. ground, the trees are trying to get to that sunlight. Exactly. Is that fair enough? And we, hey, <laughs> we've, we're overtaking the village. But anyhow, they had a. When they, when they ordered this, before I had anything to do with it, they had ordered a, years ago, they ordered a flail mower for it. Well, the flail mower is to cut grass, it's not to cut limbs. Oh. So we, we kept having trouble with it. Well, now, you know, we've got a, a forestry. Uh, it's called a, a, yeah, a growler head. And, man, I'm telling you, we can get some work done. And that's the thing, that's the thing I'm talking about with, with Ken and with Kelly. If you need something. You explain to them, you know, hey, this is what I need, and, and this is why I need it, and, mm -hmm. and, and they'll help you get it, and, and you can get some work done. But it, but it makes you 
a better communicator. Cause if you can't communicate it to Kelly, he's not going to say yes. If, That's if right. it's vague right. in his mind, in his mind, Dr. No comes out as I understand it. Yeah. And, and Hey, and when you go to him with something, you better have your stuff together. <laughs> you better tell him exactly why you're doing it, how much and everything else. When you, and, uh, but when you get to step three, you better have the answer for step three too, right? <laughs> yeah, I guarantee you. But no, he's, he's, he's a great guy, man. I, I tell you, I love working for him. And uh, I just really, really feel blessed to be here in the position I'm in. And I thank them for having the confidence in me to lead this, you know, to, well, to continue the success in the departments that we have. And, and uh, you know, we got a, we got we, we've done a lot of work in the last three or four months and got a lot more to do. But looking forward to it. Well, let me, let me come back in. You touched on something else. I want to give a shout out to that Ken Unger guy. Oh, he, he, he doesn't mess around either. And, no. and once again, this is just, and this is where logic can prevail. And, and logic isn't the cure for everything. I get it. But when you look and you say, okay, well, this department needs this piece of machinery and this department needs this piece of machinery. And this department uses it 30% of the time. And this department uh -huh. uses it 30% of the time. Why are we buying two pieces of machinery? That's right. That's right. And I, I, I'll tell you something right now, Dennis. You can put this on record. Yes, sir. I've been at the POA for 27 years. Best man I ever worked for. Really? That's yeah. a pleasure. And, and i tell you what, and I want to shout out to to Jason. Loved Jason. And, and Jason, incredible he was, guy. Incredible he was, guy. He was. He was. Miss him. Was miss guy. him. And, and I'll be frank. When I met Ken, I'm like, you're going to have to do something to beat Jason. And I'm like, oh. yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a Jason equal. If, if not, you know, no, I, <laughs> hey, I, I truly I, enjoy him too. Yeah. I was, I was worried about it myself when things changed. Really? And yeah, I really was. I, you know, I, I Jason and I, you know, we got a long break. Well, and you, and, you all and had a very thought, symbiotic relationship. You we had did. a lot of things to work together on. Yeah, we did. And, and, you know, and I, I thought a lot of Jason, I was, I was nervous, you know, uh, when, when all the changing occurred, but you know, I'll tell you, Dennis, it's, uh, I just, I feel blessed that, 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 that I'm in a position and I work for who I work for. Like I said before, Ken's probably the, you know, he's, he's, he's probably the best guy I've ever worked for. And I, and I tell you why you can talk to him. You can yeah. talk to him. If you got problems, same with Kelly. Hey, you can go in Kelly's office. And if you got a problem, you can sit down and say, Hey, Kelly, man, I'm, you know, it's, uh, they're just great leaders. And, and, and Ken, if I need something, you know, you want to say, hey, Ken, I really, you know, man, I could really use this. And, uh, and Ken, I have to get it. And it's just, uh, you know, whatever you need to do your job safely and, and more effectively, you know, they're, they're, they're all for uh, helping you get that. And, and it's, you know, like I said, Ken is probably one of the best ones that I've worked for. Well, that's one. And we're, we're, we're blessed to have you and him and Kelly both. Seriously, seriously. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'll make note, the, the answer can't always be yes. I, mm -hmm. I got that. That's right. That's the answer right. can't always be yes, but, but I guarantee you, and I, I know these guys well enough to say this, and I know this about you too. I walk out of your office. I feel heard. I know you heard what I said. Exactly. exactly. Maybe we can't fix it today, but I know that you heard what I said and, and mm -hmm. we can come back around and work on this when the time comes or when the funds come or whenever, whenever we work on it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, you know, and, and, and it, uh, it makes you feel good. You know, yeah, especially but as a superintendent. It, I don't know if you remember, but you know the the le lessons for uh, the reasons that people show up at work. No, money is between number three and number five. That's right. That's right. Reward, yeah. achievement, feeling of accomplishment. These are all in the top three, based on whatever report you want to see. People, you want to go to work and go. 
I feel accomplished. I, I, yeah, I used yeah. to, I'll end with this story. I used to have a pastor in Little Rock who was a Lutheran pastor and uh, we'd go out for lunch every Thursday and uh, became a great friend. And uh, he said one day, he said, Dennis, would you take me out to the village? I was like, it was kind of a lunch. I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. We're going to blow an afternoon, but okay, sure. And we came out to Coronado golf course and we're sitting at Coronado golf course, having a burger and he's looking out. Now this is a doctor of theology who makes buck and a quarter a year. And this has been 15 years ago. Well, well-paid pastor, well, well-respected man. And we're looking out over the golf course and <clears throat> guys mowing the golf course. He said, boy, I'd like to do that. <laughs> let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. <laughs> you're, you're making triple what I am. You're making a great living. You got all the, yeah. you know, got a church with six or 700 people and, and you wish you were mowing the yard. And he said, <laughs> he said, uh, when that guy's done mowing the yard, it's going to look good. I said, yeah. He said, when I'm done counseling with people, I can't tell anything. <laughs> He likes that accomplishment. <laughs> exactly. He said, yeah. I can't tell I did a thing. I said, well, you got to be more patient, Tom. You got to be yeah. more patient. Well, but, uh, I'll tell you what, for Hot Springs Village Inside Out, Todd, anything else I wanted to mention? Uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's great coming on with you, Dennis. Hey, and I appreciate everything you do to try to get the, the word out here to the village and try to let people more understand who, who works here at the village. And, and uh, I just, you know, it's great coming on with you anytime that I can. If you ever need, if you ever want to talk to me again, want me to come on, hey, it's a privilege being on your show. It's a delight. And to know that we're being seen in Oark, Arkansas. I hey, like that's, that. that's right. That's another plus. <laughs> that's another plus. <laughs> for Hot Springs Village, Inside Out, I'm Dennis Simpson, Todd Knowles. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hot Springs Village, Inside Out, a podcast where Hot Springs Village, Arkansas is the star Please subscribe to the podcast. You can do that by visiting our website, hsvinsideout.com, and tell a friend.